Hello, I'm Rabbi Iggy, and welcome to Tattoos and Torah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Torah. I'm Rabbi Iggy out of the Shuba Center. Thank you for joining us. Um, we have a fascinating guest today. Um, he is Ben Simantov. He's a baker. He's a chef. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, he has worked for Haaretz, for the big uh, newspaper in Israel, writing about food and about um, how uh, food is tied to storytelling and sort of unique uh, producers of food and uh, and foodies. Uh, he also worked at some of the best chefs uh, for some of the best chefs uh, in Israel. Um, some of the best uh, restaurants, right? North Abraxas and Erez Komorovsky. And so, if you if you're familiar with those, uh, you uh, you should know. Um, he is also now uh, has created a very 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 popular. Uh, Instagram, which is quite fascinating about food as well. High paced food, high paced food, like, you know, um, food that will take you all to like really high paced. And of course, he's uh, known throughout the land for his very enthusiastic yes. <laughs> so, Van, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi, and thank Hi. you for having me. <laughs> I'm very excited. Like, I- I'm not sure that I would be like that good at uh, presenting myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you did. Uh, so thank-, thank you so much. Of course. Um, so, so we could start with, with, right with, uh, with the Instagram, which, I, which is fascinating and really is kind of like very, very, very successful. Um, uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why do you think that is? I mean, you know, wh- why? What do you think? Sort of like, sort of, kind of led to this relatively, relatively fast kind of meteoric rise, right? So, yeah. like, all of a sudden, sort of, you know, on TikTok and right, and sort of, and 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 you're doing YouTube's and and Instagram, uh, try, like try, trying to do as much as I can, you know, right, uh, to spread the word. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, you. Uh, so we start from the end, like Instagram. Sure. Instagram for me is the end of the of my journey. Um, and as you said, it's a, I wouldn't say that it started that, uh, like recently, um, I've been working about my social media presence in the last few years, um, always trying to, to, to bring up great content. Um, but you know, looking backwards, I understand why it didn't work like that successfully as it worked now. Uh, it's, it's, it's took the time it's that the uh, process that it took me to develop and to master uh, exactly all the techniques that needed for those videos to be um, quite viral. And I, I think that I, it would be important for me to mention that like, it wasn't, it wasn't the goal for me ever uh, to become a social media influencer <laughs> or, or a known baker. I mean, I enjoy it a lot and I'm super grateful for that. But at the, at the same time, like it was never my goal. Yeah. Whoa. What? But what? What do you want to break it down? Yeah. Well, how, how? What do you think? I mean, right? Because sort of, and I don't know if it's pandemic or people at home. Like, but what do you think? Sort of like uh, all of now. I would say all of a sudden, but but there's such enormous growth around there. I mean, I mean, there's the baseline, right? Of like. It seemed like everybody at the beginning of pandemic found out about sourdough, right? <laughs> like yeah. sort of like, right? Um, 
which is which is kind of astounding, right? That it and it seems like people all of a sudden also found that about hand washing, but we'll put that aside. <laughs> I always feel like everybody's like, oh, wash your hands. We're like, ew, like were people not washing their hands before? But but we'll put that aside for a second because it seems Absolutely. like a revelation. Now, now like everyone is super aware. Right, it was like this revelation for people like, oh, washing hands. I'm like, oh, this is not good. I never but- <laughs> washed my hands beforehand. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think, right, sort of like, what is interesting, and I think um, uh, seems like this universal truth is sort of in time of high stress or high anxiety, right? Here we are back at bread. The whole uh, crazy thing that uh, is around bread, um, like the whole excitement about bread all over the world. Uh, I see my community is really spread all over uh, Europe, uh, United States, Africa, Asia, whatever. And I see that uh, I, I feel that it like pandemic just forced everyone to to stay at home and to develop new hobbies, uh, something that can, you know, uh, develop uh, their free time. I feel that uh, in the last two years, it's been two years with COVID, huh? uh, a year and a bit, a year right. and a bit. So right. uh, yeah, I, I feel that um, people just realized that they have uh, so much free time and they didn't know what to do with that and to get into baking and. Cooking in general, but baking is such a long process that uh, takes time and takes care and attention. And yeah, when I started baking, you know, like at, at, at the end, baking is such a simple process and it doesn't take that much time actual working in right. like working, kneading the dough. At the end, like making sourdough bread, the, the whole process is spread over 24 hours at least. Um, the actual walking needing take you less than half an hour. Right. Um, it just say, uh, I, I realized it from the beginning, just putting it in your system, in your daily schedule to spread those moments um, right. along the day. And then you realize that it doesn't take that much time, but it's exciting and it's like, uh, keep you focused for, for a whole day. So right. um, yeah, I feel that people wanted to like fill those gaps uh, in their day routine and they found baking challenging and exciting and disappointing sometimes, <laughs> uh, but mostly fun. And yeah. You know, it's when, when this all started, um, I was, I'm, I still am fascinated with this, although I didn't partake in this whole thing, but um, not yet, not yet, not yet. No, I, you know, it's funny, right? Living in New York City, there's such great bakeries that produce such amazing bread that I always feel like, yeah. like, why I can support them and get amazing bread. <laughs> like, why am I, why am I going to do this? But, but I think that um, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, like you said, first of all, it's like a discipline, right? It has to happen within your day. Mm-hmm. And you have to then engage two really very spiritual uh, tools. One is observation, right? You have yeah. to observe it, right? You have to look for it, right? Has it risen, right? The, the sourdough starter, whatever this thing. And the other one is patience, right? Sort the, of the, 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 the most important key. Right. Yeah. And I think those two, along with the discipline of it, is a spiritual practice, and I think that's why a lot of people were so um, in touch with it because it it was this sort of uh, space where they could feel more spiritual without religion, right? Which is a lot of the work that we do, sort of like trying to find ways that we can connect to something larger than ourselves without always the dogma around it. Absolutely. Um, I also feel it. I also feel it when I bake. You know, like I, I feel that 
when you break down a recipe, like always people are looking for like the specific measurements and specific times that they need to let it poof and between folds. And, and it's literally just like, as you said, like observe and understand the whole process and understand what you need to do. And it's, get affected by so many factors, you know, like by temperature, the humidity in the room, the, like the, the temperature of the ingredients before, how long you let it rest, how long you, you, you need it, like so many factors that you understand that is like a combination of few things. And also, um, spiritual wise, I, I, I see that because the dough really feels my energy every mm-hmm. day that I bake. Mm-hmm. I feel that if I wake up in a day that I'm, you know, like the weather outside is a bit like, you know, like rainy and gray and, you know, like you and like I today. feel, <laughs> yeah, like today and I feel like I didn't sleep that well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's reflected on the dough. Like right. I see that the bread doesn't come out as great as I'm like in days that I'm excited and like right. shouting yes all over. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, basically, bread is amazing. It's interesting you say that, right? Because right, because um, uh, first of all, yes, I mean, I follow, of course, your stories. Of course, if you eat that much mac and cheese, you're not going to sleep well. But that's yeah, like that's yeah. a, that's, that's a whole a, other issue. That was a crazy festival. My <laughs> you know? wife took me. That was a yes day. She yeah. let me um, whatever I ask. She she has to say yes. So I chose like <laughs> mac and cheese. That is something that you try to avoid all the time. <laughs> Heavy dairy product, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we're we're Jews, right? If you're going to eat a lot of cheese, it's not going to be a good night. That's um, nice. yeah. <laughs> but um, but more, but more importantly, I think, um, so so right. So I grew up very traditional, right? I grew up mm-hmm. very Orthodox. I grew up very traditional, and I, one of there's a lot of stories that stuck with me. But one of the stories, of course, is stuck with me for, forever is uh, there's a few versions of it but basically it's called right tavlin shabbat right the 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 spice of shabbat yeah right and it's like it has a king and a baker and a thing and blah blah and what you know and why and basically why do things taste better on friday night or on shabbat right right because there's a special spice in it it's called tavlin shabbat right so because you make it for shabbat for the special rest day then it tastes better than if you make it for a regular day right so like so yeah Right, whether you agree with it or not, like from a spiritual I know point of I view, I do, I do, I do. I, I, right. I would see it like in other things, like not just as Tavlin Shabbat, but but like in general, like you know, a few years ago, I watched a TV show, uh, they interview a super famous uh, chef, well known all over the world, and he um, he told the story about him and his wife traveling to France to an amazing, beautiful restaurant, three Michelin stars. And, you know, they had a beautiful bottle of wine and they enjoyed it so much. So they bought like two packs of uh, like 24 bottles and they shipped it back home to UK. And after three months, they have been hanging out with friends and they opened one of the bottles and they tasted it and it was like, wow, it's not that great. And then they just like <laughs> realize that it's about the moment. It's about right. like being with the right people. It's about like, it's the spirit around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, and like you say, it's very important because I also think as we translate this into sort of life, the attitude that you bring to whatever you make, whether it is bread or your life or your marriage or your recovery or right. So like the, the, the extra spice, the extra mood that you bring will affect what you produce. Absolutely. And honestly, I'm like so surprised that my 
that my Instagram, TikTok, whatever account is like, it's became like more, um, I don't know, like a good vibes, energy right. uh, account. Like not, it's not about baking. I'm, you know, I'm receiving so many messages, people telling me like, you know, I don't care about bread, but <laughs> I love your energy so right. much and you keep me smiling every day. And I'm like, whoa, it's like, really, it wasn't my intention. You know, like it right. was like, just like, creating bread and share love and recipes and like apparently people are getting i don't know um no they, better, yeah better about it that's right know. i mean and, and i feel the same way i mean that was like right I, i don't bake bread right i have no real intention to bake bread to be entirely honest right but 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 i enjoy the bread that you make right i enjoy the thing right I, and i enjoy that that particular process yeah so that's all new to me you know i feel like uh, yeah It's, it's crazy and I'm, I'm, right. I'm taking advantage of like, you know, like entertaining people and keep them moving and keep them with smiling every day. It's, it's right. uh, fantastic. It's, uh, it's so much fun. So, so, so here you are, right, in this really beautiful uh, moment, right, in, 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 in your life, right? So like yeah. you, you're new to New York, right? So like you've just moved here, what, like eight months ago, I think you said? Yeah, yeah. I moved here recently. It was a, so just when pandemic started, I, I lived in Italy with my wife that that time was my girlfriend. Right. Uh, yeah. So we both uh, studied in uh, Slowford University, Northwest Italy. Uh, and that was a magic, magic few years. Right. Uh, missed that a lot. And when just COVID started and, you know, like no one, no one really knew about it. It was like literally only in China and Italy. It just started in Italy. Uh, me and my and uh, Tsiki, my wife, we right. just uh, separated and she uh, moved to LA and I moved to Israel. So for a while we were like seven months, we were separated. And then it was like a gap was like an opportunity that literally, I don't know what happened, like uh, in uh, around August last year. Like, just like, it was a feeling that COVID is about to be over and all the airports got right. open. And I was like, okay, cool. I take it. And I just came here and we got married and I'm here to stay in the US. Right. So, so that's, so that's nice. So, right. So you, you're new here, right? New wife, yeah. um, new life. New wife, new life. Right. New, new, um, exciting. Uh, Uh, how did you get here? That is sort of like how, right? So like in your narrative, when you tell your story, yeah, right. What what is your narrative? What 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 would you mean by that? Like what like what brought me here? Not just what brought you here, but when you tell your story of how you got to where you are, right? How do you how do you how do you tell your story? Right. Like, no, you, it's you, crazy. You're asking me that. And I, I don't understand where I am. You know, like people are telling me like who you are, like what are you? I'm, I'm like literally not doing anything. I'm waking up every morning, baking bread until the sunset. And that's it. And I'm going to sleep again. Like, you know, like watching some videos and recipes, literally all my story will end by saying practice, practice, practice. And just keeping, You know, just just being focused. Uh, I discovered bread uh, three years ago uh, by mistake. You know, it was a time in Italy uh, that everything worked for me, honestly. It was a very good time. Uh, I got amazing grades uh, in school. I had uh, friends from all over the world. It's an international school, so like literally people from all over. And uh, learning 
uh, Italian and improving my English and in the university it was like it was great time and honestly we say in Hebrew I fly on myself means that I became arrogant exactly I love to say to my wife you know like you're, you're flying on yourself and she's like <laughs> what do you mean and I'm like uh, it's Means yeah, I, I do that same thing. I'll, I'll write. I'll try. I'll translate things from like either the French or the Flemish or the Hebrew, and people will be like, "What?" Exactly. But <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm trying to put it. You know, like I'm trying her to get. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, you will get used to it. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I like uh, flight on myself, and right. my dad called me. He started baking uh, at home. Uh, we are really close family. Uh, I have three, two siblings and my mom and my dad, we live all in one house. I'm the oldest in Israel, uh, in, uh, in Rehovot, and we are very close. My dad started baking and he just like called me after like a few months that he's been practicing. He told me, you have to try it. Like, it will just get you modest, you know? Right. And I didn't know what he is really talking about. So I just like, you know, like I took a sourdough starter from a friend of mine and I just like uh, followed his recipe that right. uh, looking back then it was like full of mistake, but you know, that was my Bible, right. uh, my baking Bible. So I followed the recipe and, you know, I baked it and it came out uh, good. You know, right. like I'm always saying like uh, to, to, to make good bread, it's like, uh, it's very easy to make an excellent, like, you know, a perfect love that's a years of practice right i uh, i think for me the difference is like everybody can make good bread but not everybody can make consistently good bread exactly so i was like it came out and i looked at it and i was like whoa it's not great as my dad's and it's not great as my friends that i just took the style start the starter from Bye-bye. And i was like okay so i will make it again and i will make it again I'll make it again. And I never stopped. I literally fell in love with this challenging uh, process that, as I told you before, it's evolved like evolved so many steps that you need to control to make to a final result. And even though you feel that everything is amazing, you put it in the oven and then it's like, it's, that's magic, right? I mean, Allah, as they say, right? Then yeah, it's, up to it's, God. Like, it's literally you, God, and the dough that are collaborating. And like, if it all works together, it's amazing. <laughs> like a child. And if not, not, you know, like right. next time. Yeah, like uh, a child. That's why exactly. it's called uh, a bun in the oven. Do you know yeah. this expression? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I just like, got excited about like the whole process and like failing all the time and keep doing that again. And that's what made me as like to connect it to like where we start. Right. right. That, that's so what do you say to yourself when modest, you fail? You know? huh? what, what do you say to yourself when you fail? Right. A lot of people do like fail, fail, but also not just bread, right? It doesn't come out. It's a failure. It's not good, whatever. What do you say to yourself when you sort of like take that bite or give it to somebody and they're like, it's okay. If someone said, tell me it's okay, I'm like, uh, you're like, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm great. I'm about to cry. But yeah. like, uh, I would never get, uh, let someone taste something that I'm not no, sure about. No, but you about. know what like, I mean? Like, you, know? you, you, you taste it or it comes out and you're like, no, this is a failure. This is not good. What do you tell yourself? Um, so the first uh, impression, obviously, I'm a bit angry. 
uh-huh. you know, like I'm trying to, to figure out what were my mistakes. Now, after like a few years that I'm baking, I know before it's come out what, what was my mistake. I would keep baking anyway because I want, I'm, I'm curious to see the, the final result. Right. Sometimes it's a great result anyway, right. uh, just not what I expected. Um, so I'm trying to, to follow up every, every step that I did and check more recipes, just getting excited to do it the morning after, you know? But uh, how do you if, get if excited? It be, if it will be a short process, I will make it immediately. Right. I will be like, okay, this is a fail again, 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 until I will make it perfect. That's, that's just my, uh, my intention is always like to, to, to get to an amazing result that I would be satisfied with. Do you have advice to somebody who, and again, it's not just about bread, when they do something and they fail and to say like, okay, how do you psych yourself up to do the next morning? Because right, you could fail again and again and again. What's so now, now I feel that like, you know, I'm working with my followers as my community. So like mm-hmm. I'm getting the feedback from them and I, I understand what is exciting for them. Like, for example, that was like a, a Brazilian uh, bread, a pau de cuello. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I really tried to make it for a very long time. It was a, a total disaster process. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, they're using cassava flour that I right. never heard before. Like we don't have it in Israel and not in Italy as well. Um, and it didn't work and I did it again and it didn't work. And I keep getting messages from people like, you know, like what is going on? Where, where is the power? Right. question? And I'm like, you know, I'm not ready. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But like, my, my my advice would be like, don't stop until it's uh, satisfy you. You know, like I don't accept failures. Like my wife is always telling me that I'm like very strict and very hard with myself. But literally, it's like I I won't let myself fail. Fail. Right. I'm like I I will keep doing that until I will achieve it. And if it requires like few days, few months, or even few years, I will get it. I always try to 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 look on. Um, some models, right. models and like not in uh, beauty, models yeah. of like uh, baking wise, you know, like there are bakers that I admire on Instagram. I learn a lot from them. Right. Uh, I learn everything from Instagram and YouTube, literally by watching their hands moving right. and like just copy that and understand what is those moves that making the effects on the dough. And I looking on them, one of them is a, is a guy that is 42 years old, you know, and he's making amazing bread. And I'm like, wow, he's making gorgeous bread. And I'm like, yeah, but he's 42. I'm like 28. And you know, like when I will be his age, I will be better, you know? So I'm always trying like also to look on, like to to bring myself perspective. Like, you know, it was failure, but then, you know, like my wife is a great chef, but, uh, but I will, I will let her to, to make a, to make a, a pau de cuello, it will right. be a total disaster immediately. So, you know, like, it's like, it's, like, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. You know, like, I'm looking at it and I'm no. like... I, I have faith in you, Tiki. If you're, if you're hearing this, I have faith in you. <laughs> or you threw her under the bus. Wow, she will hear it and she will... Ah, I need exactly. to play on it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yes, wow. That, we will cut it, maybe. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So, so like... First of all, perspective. So, failure is is it's about your it's about your um, idea what is a failure. You know, as you said, some people I would just like give them like the piece of a uh, dry challah that I made, and they will be like, "Wow, it's the best challah I ever tasted in my life," and I will be like, "Really? Seriously? So maybe it's not that bad as I was thinking." 
Mm-hmm. So perspective. Uh, then keep keep practice. Like I don't get no as an answer. Like you know. Is that where were you always like this? This is yeah. the Israeli in you. Well, like what's the? It was always like this. You know. Always like, you always like this. I, oh, I ne- look. When I'm looking on myself, that's maybe important to, to mention. I always tell it to people, and it's written on my Instagram, and it was always my motto. I believe everyone can bake. I, 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 I didn't bake until I was like 25, right. maybe 26. So I, didn't, I, I wasn't born with that, you know. Right. I didn't grow up with my family, like a baking family, bakers. Yes, my dad is baking in the last few years, but same, new to like right. me. Um, so there is nothing that made me uh, more successful than the other. There is no reason that, I'm more suc- that my bread is, more, is better than yours. There is no right. reason. I'm, all, I'm not more talented than you. I have two hands like you. You have. Right. I have flour and water that is like literally the simplest things, ingredients in the world, and salt and yeast. That's it. So, you know, it's like just about. Right. But some people are better at baking than others, no? No, they practice more. You think it's practice more? Yes, that's what I believe. Like literally, you know, like people would say like, wow, like you, got a prof- you, you became a professional baker in three years. Man, I didn't stop baking for three years. Like right. literally every single day. So, you know, right. like in anything I, I feel, not about myself and not right. because I'm talented, I, I would say to anyone in any field, you know, like if someone would tell me like, look, I, I want to be a professional guitar player. Yes. But I don't know how to hold the guitar. Like, I, I, never, I never played any song. If you practice now three years, you become yeah. such an amazing guitar, a guitar player. Like it's nobody's business, you know? Hmm. Um, in everything, you know? It's no, for, about, for sure, for sure. Practice is important. Yes, it's like... Did you, but, so, did, but you presumably, but maybe you did, did you always want to be like a food person? Did you always want to be... No, so I was like a very, very picky boy. Like, I used to eat only schnitzel and ptitim. Like my son! Yes. Like my son. Only So we used to make it laugh that he only used to eat white and tan colored food. So schnitzel, ptitim, uh, rice, yes. bread. Like, exactly. that's it. If it's white and tan, that's it. If there was anything green, red, spite, no, so That no, was no. me, you know, like even like, right. you know, pa- tome- uh, pasta with tomato sauce that my mom no. used to make. If the onions. That's uh, right. Touch if the thing. The, right. No, if I feel the pieces of the onions, new sauce. If it's touched my ptitim, new plate. Like, right. I was like that. So you, by, way, by the way, you, you'll appreciate this, that sort of that when my... Uh, when the kids were young and my mother came to visit, they were very young, right? And my mother, of course, made schnitzel for my for my son, um, right? Obviously, and and my son Still says, right, right, right. My son says to my mother, right? Again, he was very young. I think he was like four, but he's like, and he says, like, Oma. Her, her name is, I mean, yeah, she calls her Oma because we're German. He yeah. says, Oma, this is the biggest chicken nugget I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, oh god, yeah. this is there. Oh, so god. now he now he knows it's schnitzel. But at the moment, it was like, it was. I I have American children. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They will get a. They will get a absolutely. Schnitzel. They will get a schnitzel. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what what what? So you were a picky eater. I was a, a very picky boy, a picky eater boy. Um, 
for many years, like until I was 18, then I served in the army. So right. like nobody asks you what you want to eat. Right. So I became more open, but still no vegetables, right. no fish, no right. special cuts of meat, no fruits, no right. literally sim- only simple right. food. Then I traveled to the US. Once I finished my army service, I traveled here and my uncle lives in, uh, in New York and he's an amazing cook. Right. And it was a dinner where he cooked to a few special guests that he had. And he prepared amazing, super sophisticated food, things that I never tasted before. Like when I say sophisticated, for me at that time, it was like beetroot was sophisticated. Right. Uh, <laughs> beetroot yeah. is sophisticated. Yeah. It's not sophisticated. Yeah, it's I mean, sophisticated. It, it's kind of red and thing. It's simple. I can see it. And how to clean. Yes. Yes. Like, um, yeah. So beetroot was sophisticated. <laughs> but anyway, so like, he was like, yeah, taste it. Tell me how it is. And I'm like, nah, I'm not eating beetroot. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, I don't eat beetroot. <laughs> and he's like, shut up and eat it. I'm like, I have guests soon and I want them, I want them to eat the best food. And you should try right. it. He's Israeli too, right? He's Israeli too. He's like, no, I don't care. Like, eat it. Like, what do you mean no? And uh, I'm like, I'm eating it. And it was like, it was great. You know, I just like ignored it for so many years. I had a trauma when I was young. In uh, the kindergarten, they uh, gave me a rotten tomato. Oh. So see, yeah, very So like, since then, I literally avoid anything didn't right. try anything new so he opened it up and you know i spent here three months then i traveled to india for like right. two, two three months so you know like also new food and right, right. being exposed to that and for me like discovering it when i was like i don't know 22 23 it was like disneyland you know right. like literally everything i ate was new for me right so you know i was sitting in dinner with people and then i'm eating as we said like beetroot and i'm like right. wow that's right he's like have you had this beetroot and people are like yeah uh, like, yeah we've had beetroot for 12 years exactly. like i don't know what we're talking about like i can't see it anymore it's like, like somebody who sees the, the the tv series two years later and everybody's like have you seen this They're like yes like a while ago exactly so <laughs> that's how i felt and yeah so like food was totally new for me and I developed I developed my palate in the last uh, few years. And right. Do you have favorite uh, foods now? I eat mostly bread, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Uh, like mostly bread, I mean like 70-80% of my diet is bread. <laughs> well, you make a lot of bread. I mean, somebody has got to eat it, right? Like, somebody's got to eat it. At the beginning, my wife was like, we have to find a, a place to give it to. Like, you know, like right. you can't keep baking and we, we eat it and they... And, you know, gain weight. And I'm like, okay, so I will eat it alone. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's it. I just, like, grew, like, my tummy. Right. And, you have a special bread tummy? <laughs> yeah, special bread tummy. That it looks like a beer uh, <laughs> one, but uh, all around. All around. Yes. Um, but in terms yeah. of, like, do you, so do you... Um, but do you have other foods that sort of are your favorites in that sense, if not bread? I would, or... say, I would say falafel. Falafel is uh, mm-hmm. my weakness. I grew up in Rehovot. There right. is a huge Yemenite uh, right. population there that they are the experts right. of falafel in Israel. Do you and make it? I, yeah, I, I'm about to shoot a video of falafel this week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm waiting for my friend that come to visit from Israel. He brings me the falafel spoons. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, I have yes. my my parents send me. I have two of them here. Yeah, very important. Without it, yes. I don't do it. So I have uh, I have a single one and I have a double one. Oh, the double one is the is, is the thing. Yeah, he gave me the double, small one, big one. You know, my family got me all the selection. You know, keep it fancy. Right. Uh, so well, you, falafel. The, the, the skill is is not the spoon. The skill is like the the yes, it's exactly. It, it's the, to fill it up and drop it in the oil. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been walking on it, you know, like growing up in Rehovot, it's a skill that you have to have. Right, right. Uh, so I would say falafel, schnitzel, you know, all the fried stuff, because I don't fry at home. Right. You know, I feel that it's like so messy and like also to see it in the oil, so much oil, you know, like it's make me sick. So I like to think like, someone else will fight. Right. And then you uh, can ignore it. Yeah. And then I don't care. You know, I even can right. lie that it's uh, healthy, you know. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I, I make falafel as well. And ever since I started making it when the kids were young, now if we go somewhere falafel, they were like, this is not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, like falafel is a very particular. It's uh, a very particular thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, yeah, every, it's like hummus in Israel. Everyone right. will claim that his falafel is the best. Right. right, right. Um, yeah. It's you know it's funny the falafel in Israel, it's a little bit like the pizzas here. You always compare exactly. it to the, to the pizza of your childhood. Mm-hmm. Whatever pizza of your childhood had, it's so the same thing falafel, right? So, yes, so I feel that here in New York City, it will be the one dollar, the ninety nine. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But but if, but they're always so different. So everybody compares them to that. So that's the raft. So I think the same thing in falafel. If you are like a, you know, a Rehovot falafel or a Jerusalem falafel or a Pirach Tikva falafel, and where there's the pita or the lafa, there's a whole. Ethos how, around how crazy it. that are like pizzaiolo, like you know, pizza chefs that got trained all over the world, and you know, like making an incredible pizza, but then everyone craves the ninety nine cents. That's pizza. right. Well, it's that's crazy. um. So speaking of Israel, and I think this is this is where also I was very interested in. I think it ties to what we we're talking before. The this idea of feeding people, mm-hmm. right? So, right, because you make bread and people buy your bread, right? And there's, right, there was a subscription thing. I don't know if this is still going on for you, but like, you know. It, it used to go on is. in Israel. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here, I just don't have the facilities yet to bake right. for so many people. The, is that important to you? Sort of like not just to be able to, to, to make bread, but to, to feed people, to, for people to eat your bread? So... There was a time that I, uh, when I lived in Israel and before uh, my Instagram account became a thing, um, I used to bake to people, as you said, like uh, like clients that used to buy every right. week, subscriptions, and doing events, pop-ups whenever I can. And that's how I felt that literally I can uh, let the people the opportunity to taste uh, some of my, the stuff that I make. Um, but I feel that today with intern with the internet and with the recipes that I publish, I touch more people. Right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you would compare it to like other uh, big breads, big bre- bakeries chains. But uh, yeah, I feel that I feed people right. every uh, like a lot of people every day, and by knowledge, right, and by encouraging them to make their own. I feel that, like, for me, it's it's less important people will eat my bread. Or it's less important that they will use even my recipe. If Even if I just, like, inspire them to open YouTube and to write, right. like, a name of a bread that they like the most, if I didn't make it yet, I, I will reach you. Uh, but, like, yeah. if, if uh, they, like, you know, just type it in and, like, check out the recipe to, like, make it to their family and getting exciting about it, for me, it's, it's, that's the win. How does that feel? Can you describe that? Feel? How does that feel to you, right? When 
when, when people, people sort of like when people make my recipes yeah it blows my mind you know that they chose me from all the people because there's like so much knowledge and content in the internet it's like very hard to choose i'm trying to do the selection that will talk to most of my uh, uh my community um uh, i don't know you know it's just like uh It's happened to be that people are like uh, taking that as I said like uh, spiritually and like right. uh, like getting motivation to do their stuff and inspiration to bake their own and you know sometimes people write me messages that I feel like so so grateful that I feel that small you know like how, how am I as such a tiny person like that is like n- nobody in this world like make you feel better it's it's huge for me you know i i told you like for me like more than like people are actually making the, the recipes like bring them joy what a privilege you know yes it is privilege Absolutely. it's crazy you know like people are like writing me like you know i've been in depression in the last year because of right. covid you know like i didn't go out like didn't meet up uh, my family my friends you know like i felt stuck in my life not moving forward and i discovered your account and i bought a mixer and i started baking and here i am after two months i'm like full of joy sharing my stuff with my neighbors that i got to know since i started baking i'm like whoa man it's it's crazy you know yeah. like um... but but that's i think right and this is where uh again one of the reasons why so like i reached out right like for me so From the people that we work, right? A lot of the people who are listening to this, right? We, we're people in recovery, people who are trying to, right, sort of make a better life for themselves, to grow, to, right, to make the right choices. Yeah. And I think, uh, not I think, right, one of the things we, we work on is this basic idea that the opposite of addiction is connection, right? The sort of that, that yeah, uh, it's Yohan Hari. And, 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 And because of that, we're creating this community, we're creating this podcast, we've created a whole bunch of things so people can connect. Because in that connection, that's where both God is, but also that's where meaning is, that's where beauty is, right? So what you're describing is exactly that, right? So the medium of the bread is exactly allowing people to connect. Exactly. To... And I'm always, I'm always like keep calling it a, a, a community. Like, you right. know, I, I hate the word followers. Right. I don't feel that they follow me. I feel that they are well, like... They're both, right? You can, they can follow you and they're part of a community, right? Because they I do, feel, right? I feel that they are part of the community. They just want to be there and like, not because like, it's still new for me that they are like right. interested in my own life because I, I, I always like, you know, there was like a company that like asked me to organize trips for them right. in, it, in Europe and like stuff. Right. Take my followers with me, followers, uh, you know, yeah. like to travel with me and i was like okay so like i need to guide the the group and they were like no they will provide like a local guide and i'm like okay so why people would like to travel right. with me i'm a bold hairy man you know like i don't see anything exciting but like it is so like they're part of the community because they you know like i'm i'm like inspire them to do stuff right but like in a sense of like being a part of a group right uh, and give them like the sense of like It's not just another account like you know like to right like to like it and like you know like to get viral it's right. literally to inspire you to do your stuff and yeah I feel lots of uh, spirituality around it um 
also the fact that the the community that I have is composed by so many religions. Right. Uh, I'm Jewish. Right. And you know I'm baking a Christian stuff for Pasqua, and right. I'm doing a bread for Ramadan. And you know, like a baklava right. for Turkish people right. and pasta for Italians, and I'm I'm trying to bring everyone to feel important in this right. place, you know. Uh, and it's crazy for me, you know, like to see literally in our crazy world and with the politics right. that going down around the world to see um, um, people from other religions following me, right. That I'm literally, I'm not hiding that the fact that I'm Jewish Israel. Right. I'm not talking about it because, like, I I don't feel that it's like so interesting. Well, I mean, as soon as you open your mouth, I mean, it's like let's be honest. Right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You immediately understand that I'm Israeli. Like people sometimes comment on TikTok, they're like, "Is he Israeli? Like, why you didn't get it?" Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I'm not like uh, talking about like being Israeli or Jewish all the time, but still, everyone can understand it, and to get the the amazing feedback. Right. Uh, from them, it, you understand that it's not about it's not about being Jewish. It's not about being Christian, uh, Muslim, mm-hmm. or any other beautiful religion that is in the world. It's like, and and also I'm talking about it with my wife. You know, like it's about like um, Christians are calling God God. We call right. it in Hebrew Elohim. Right. They they call it in Islam Allah. Right. Just the name. It's, right. It's the same entity. You know, like the same divine force that like lead us all to, to like yeah i mean but if you choose do. if you choose to see it that way right so like right I, and that, I, I think I, that's no, right. I saw I right. it this way right know? exactly um, I, I understand that everyone see it different but like i i try to be inclusive as i can you know so 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 visibility and diversity is important to you right so so we you'll seek out things that like are out of you know, like, oh, I don't know what the what the Ethiopians eat this week or what the Kurdish will eat next week. Like, so, so is that part of your curiosity to try and find out like more? Absolutely. I'm yeah. trying to look like on their holidays, what is the special? Bread is like, a, it's the special right, dish right. all over the world in every holiday. There is something baked right. or fried or whatever. Something right. that, uh, that has flour and water. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to look on like Ethiopians and I feel like that the, uh, Ethiopians, we said so like Ethiopians, right. uh, Europeans, Asians, uh, whatever, yeah. American, whatever. I, I feel that like mostly it's coming up from the, from the place that I've been in Israel. So yeah, uh, most people are Jewish, but like people came from literally every place in the world. Right. And, and we have um Arab um, population live in Israel. So we have this influence and we have influence from like, you know, from all our neighbors around. Right. So I feel that as a child I was exposed to food without even uh, recognize it or like like really give it a value. But like I was exposed to food from so many places. Right. You know, right, I, right. I, I made Yemenite flatbread uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Salouf. And like, you know, people would say like, Yemenite, him, Jewish, live in the US. Right. Like, what is the connection? So apparently, like, I grew up with so many Yemenite people, right. you know, and I'm about to make injera, that is like the Ethiopian. The Ethiopian. Uh, oh, I love injera. Ethiopian sourdough bread. And it's like, by the way, it's sourdough. 
people don't. Yes, yes, yes. I love Injera very much. Um, so like Injera, uh, and people will be like, you, Ethiopian food. I'm like, right. yes, I grew up with Ethiopian yeah. people. So like it's, right. it's in everywhere. Uh, there, there's one food if you make, you have to invite me over because I will never forgive if you don't. And that is if you ever make Jachnun and I don't have some, I will be cross with you forever. <laughs> so, the, so the friend that's coming from Israel and bring me all the falafel spoons is yes. bringing me also a Jachnun pot. I've been waiting for the pot, that pot. Right. Ben, I'm telling you right now, like, I, I, you have to. I, I will. I will. It's, my, it's one of my favorite foods, which is incredibly hard to sort of find and make. And you need the pot. Although, although again, it's fine. So, like, I, I talked to somebody a while ago about this. And, like, and it's like, oh, it's a special pot. And I said, actually, it's the cheapest worst it's, it's part in the, the world cheapest, you know right? like, it's I like, like it's amazing really thin right i have like these expensive dutch you oven of hundreds exactly like people no this is like thin aluminium exactly. that will like burn if you eat it too much exactly the shittiest quality and like i'm trying to get it it's like also really hard to bring it with uh, like by flight you know because how do you take it? Every hit that it gets, it changed the form. Oh, that's, you know? oh, that's, like, right. So that's right. Because it's very, right, it's very, right. You have to put it, you have to like put it in your bag, like, you know, like the old days. But so, so this is an interesting thing because I think that what a lot of people don't understand is how, right? Because a lot of people will say like, oh, Jewish food. And what they mean by Jewish food is Eastern European food. Yeah. But what they don't realize, of course, that Israeli food, if you will, and Jewish food, there's no such thing. It is a. It comes from Morocco, from Ethiopia, from Tunisia, from France, from England, from Poland, from Russia, right? It comes from right from from Tripoli, from, from Libya, right? Ukraine, like, from like that's right. America, from and that yeah. it's very common, right? For 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 a person in Israel, right, to eat Yemenite food on Monday, Turkish food on Tuesday, right? Russian food on Wednesday, like that sort of that that, that and each of these profile flavors and even a lot of now southeast asian foods yeah. right as people sort of come from like thailand and the philippines and asia so sort of like people you know foreign workers in israel and all that so yeah there's a lot of influence in what we would call israeli or quote-unquote jewish food yeah same like i see the similarity between uh, israeli food and american food like right. in also america you can find like food from literally every place in the world right. it's an immigrant right. country you know both right right because I think right, this is true. This sort of American food is all imported. Exactly. And right? When we think of American food, for example, hot dog, that's German food. Yeah. Right, for example. <laughs> but Native American food is the only real American food. Which uh, is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. There is also like uh, real Israeli food, but, uh, but it's hard to define. It's all right. There used to be a restaurant in Jerusalem. There used to be my favorite, one of my favorite. Um, and it would only serve food that was described in the siege of Jerusalem back in the first century. Really? Yeah. What's it was the restaurant? It's, it's gone now. Uh, uh, it's closed many, many years ago, but yeah, it was, a, it was a very great restaurant. It was a, right. Day, that's, um, that's a it was a very famous restaurant. It would only serve food. Uh, right. So like only, only, and it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Uh, and then Crazy concept. I know. And when they closed, um, the last meal they had, which was spectacular, they had a whole set of last meals, and they started to make a meal of all the kosher animals in the Torah. They served a, cor- a full course, sort of like fixed course meal with all the kosher animals, and they brought in an expert from Yemen for the locust. Whoa. Yeah. 
which as it turns out tastes like uh yeah special i would love to participate it tastes like pistachios yeah it turns out really yeah Yeah, it was very good interesting um so so back to back to um i feel like i didn't answer any question you asked today just, you answered like, all of them. No, we just like just hang out. It's so nice. It's true. We are just I'm enjoying out. my time. Me too. Because um, I, I, you know, it's funny because I think that's part of it. I think that um, we know that food connects people, right? We know that sort of the food connects people. We know, right, that sort of making something for somebody else is one of these ultimate love things. Yeah. Right. Making. Yeah loaf of bread connecting to them right having uh uh your mood bake into them right so like whether it is bread or cookies or stew whatever it is right we know this sort of that there is there has to be emotion attached to it exactly and it's also make it like that's what make it special you know right. that's what bring it the value you know i feel that like when i sold my breads in israel uh, like uh, a year ago i felt that like i was pri- i was a little pricey to be honest I always wanted to be pricey, uh, not because like I want to to be rich and uh, no, you wanted to be lux to drive a Lamborghini. <laughs> no, because like I always tell people, like when I make my products, when I go to buy the ingredients, I never do right. the calculations of costs. I don't care. I do the best. I buy the best ingredients ever to nourishing you and your body right. and like to make you happy and like to make you also eat it every day. So like. You know, like uh, there is a big fear, uh, like in the U.S. especially about uh, around gluten, and right. like it's not about gluten; it's about like the whole process, uh, like about like everything that we are doing rapid now with dry active yeast, mm-hmm. and not with a sourdough natural process with a natural yeast that uh, right. living the around air. us. Right. Exactly. So, like, I feel that uh, people are. Uh, I would love them to eat my bread every day. That's why I'm making the right. powder and try to create like a, a loaves that will be like mostly whole grain, right. nourishing them to eat it every day. And where did I stop it? Like, <laughs> no. My phone? So like the 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 emotion, the food, the the best ingredients. I mean, lots. so yeah, I was like back in the story, like saying that I was like pricing. Spread, yeah, I, I was pricing my bread because I tried to do the best. And when I I I I, I felt that everyone that bought my bread gave it so much value. It wasn't like any other bread that you buy in the supermarket. It was like, whoa, it's an right. artisanal love that I got from an artisanal baker that baked right. it in small batches. And it's it's bring a joy, you know. Like they right. eat it, they taste it, they like express what they think about the bread. Mm, it's a bit acidic for me. It's a bit too salty. Like they they make it into a thing, you know. But like, that's what it used to be, right? Bread used to be so. I mean, that's why we have so many breads. Bread used to be like right, sort of very indicative of where you were, right? Yeah. So like e- each each person had their own. Yeah, exactly. And also like to see people are actually like sharing experience about it in like not in bread, like in like food in general. Right. It's like a, it's taking a moment and like give it like an actual sense, you know, uh, and that's powerful. And I feel that it's amazing that everyone can feel related, right. you know, even if it's not from your own uh, culture, as we said before, right. it can bring you so many memories and, and, and experiences that you had with that kind of food. Right. in your life it's amazing do you see yourself as a cultural ambassador 
Uh, trying does that to, does that play into your? I'm trying to bring yeah yeah absolutely. I'm taking a political uh, approach, not like about like saying who is who, but like right. a, a, I'm trying to bring peace around bread. Yes. I'm piece trying a piece yeah. of bread. Ah. I'm trying to bring a piece of bread. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, I never thought about. It. But uh, I'm trying to to bring people um, to leave all their uh, all the hate behind and right. all the like uh, like let's let's separate and more bring us back together right. and to share and to share stuff. You know, like it's about. I, I made a, what was it, a, a Mexican, Mexican sourdough, I called it. Right. I, I made a, a loaf and I put what I call Mexican ingredients. You know, I've never been in Mexico, right. met the Mexican people, ate Mexican food all over the world. So, like, I, I thought that I have a sense of what is, what is Mexico. Right. And I put there a, a black beans and corn and jalapeno and some, you know, like other peppers and uh, right. uh, Mexican cheese. And I felt so good with myself. You know, like, you know, I'm like uh, representing <laughs> yes. the, the Mexican uh, group in my community. Uh, they will be proud. I uploaded it. Whoa, disgusting comments. You know, like people wrote, it's not Mexican, it's Tex-Mex. That I didn't know what is Tex-Mex before. Right. I learned this, uh, like, I added it to my <laughs> vocabulary uh, after that video. So, like... People get like, you know, like very emotional about it. It's right. like, this is not our cuisine. And I'm like, I wrote them like, guys, I didn't want to insult anyone. I wanted you to feel like proud right. with your nation. That's what I felt about it. That's my impression from your cuisine. I'm sorry. And let's let's bring it to peace and love around it. Right. So like, I'm trying to bring peace. You right. know, like I made shakshuka and all the Turks came and they said like, it's not shakshuka, it's menemen. That is like right, right, right. kind of the same uh, dish. In their cuisine, similar, they, yes, yes, yeah, similar. Uh, like few, few changes. They call it like that, and I was like, you know, it's it's. I I took it very personally. I'm right. like honestly taking all my job personally, and like I I feel that it's a mistake, but you know, I'm getting into it. Uh, like everything affects me, and the right. fact that they call it men and men, and they didn't really value that, like. Guys, I'm like bringing you an amazing food. I call it chakshuka. You call it men and men. It doesn't matter. You know, right. like, let's just share and love and, like, spread this world. And then I open it up, you know, like, I use this opportunity to write people, like, hey, uh, write me all the breads that are important in your culture. Right. I will look for it, and I will build a recipe, and I will share it with you guys. And I got literally thousands of messages of people, sell, uh, like, sending me right. their pride from right. their cuisine. And it's amazing that, like, you know, you give those like this group of people like the moment to feel you know like that special yeah you know it's it's funny you should say because right everyone so right again i'm belgian right so somebody will be like oh belgian waffle and of course i'm like like that is not a fucking belgian waffle i'm sorry it's not <laughs> like right yeah. like like even, right, even i who like is so in like right i and i i never write because like I, I like you i'm like i have better things to do with my time but 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 my the emotion is there it's like that's not that right you called right and it's very interesting because I think people are so... It's very interesting because, like, you don't care about it usually. Right. And then someone will say, like, Belgian waffle, and you will be like, no, that's, no. Not, that's not a Belgian waffle. That's like, right. But that's amazing at the same time, you know? And the right. same, uh, uh, like, 
when I said that, like, I want to bring peace and everyone together, I want to create those emotions. Yeah, right. be proud of where you are and where you come from. But be open that it's like, look, food is not, is not a belong to any country, any culture. Right. You know, it's like literally traveling all over the world. Like right. the Turks. Food never, has no borders. Right. Yeah, like the, the Turks never born with like this uh, menemen and like the Mexican never born with their like traditional food that they call it. Right. It's been like all traveled all over the world with empires that ruled like, right. you know. I was just having a discussion around falafel actually when someone like, oh, falafel is, you know, whatever they said, what it was. And I'm like, well, it's a little bit Israeli. It's a little bit Yemenite. It's a little, like it's, it, uh, you know, yes. It's, it's a little bit Lebanese. Exactly. Like, you know, like, and maybe you will find like some same version kind of in China, right. in like right. Northeast China. That's and you right. will be like, what, they have falafel? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they've you know someone, I've, I've someone right. traveled there and like you know like that's right that's and right. develop it there. So like the food has no borders. So at the same time, I I like when it evokes people to feel the pride of their cuisine, right. but also understand that it's like shared and and all over the world. Yeah, I'm trying to be not related to anything. You know, like not uh, like just like share love around baking. Right. And I understand traditions, I understand stories, I understand cultures, and I give all the uh, all of them the space in peace that all work together. Right. What's what's I think what's important? What what do you think is important for people to know about you, the Instagram, the, your work? Like, what's you know? Like, are, are there mi- either misconcept either misconceptions that you'll be like, no, this is what this is about. Uh, I mean, what I want people to know about me behind the scenes. Sure. Uh, my intention is to make them happy. Hmm. Uh, you know, and now yeah. I'm earning literally zero money from what I'm doing. I'm literally creating only fun and entertainment right. videos uh, to my community not gaining anything from it and I'm working, you should. <laughs> I, and I never worked that hard in my life, you know, like right. that obsessively, but I enjoy it and I love it. And mm. obviously one day I will uh, need to start uh, making money. Uh, living in New York. Make, yeah. Make for a sure. living, to make a living. Uh, but I'm trying always to keep it away from my, from my community. So right. like, you know, I'm getting like, Many messages of companies that are trying uh, right, uh, right. that want me to to promote the product. I can't do it. Right. Like mm. literally, I tried. Like they sent few times the product. I can't promote it. It's like I feel that I'm abusing my uh, my community. Mm, interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, there are products that I believe and like. No, of course, of course. In the market, ones that I I, I I work with, and hopefully one day they will ask me like, "Hey, do you want to promote it?" And I will be like, "Anyway, I use it." Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep the the purity. You would say, right? Yeah, purity. Yeah. I I I, I try to 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 keep it uh, that uh, raw. You know. Mm. You know, it's funny you say that because I think it's, again, so important for, for a lot of the work that we do with people in recovery is we just said it's sort of that enjoying what you do, like finding things that you actually enjoy doing, finding things that, that can actually bring you bring you sense of gratitude and happiness because of what you're doing. Exactly. You know? I, I feel that, honestly, that's, a, that's what uh, drives me every day, you know, like just that I love what I'm doing. And... 
And I encourage everyone to do it. You know, like sometimes it's look hard. You right. know, I grew up with uh, both of my parents are PhD. My dad is a veterinarian and my, my uh, mom is a PhD in microbiology. Very serious people. Right. Like, and you're speak. a baker. I'm sure that's very proud. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm the oldest, you know, like right. literally it was, uh, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like uh, to tell them that I, do, I, I cancel my uh, engineering studies in Tel Aviv University and I'm going to be a cook. My mom was like, she was I can, I think, I think I think I can still hear her scream. Exactly. She was <laughs> like, like, what? And I'm like, but I kept doing what I love and I believed in myself. Also, like, you know, like the day after, she, she, I, I got really insulted from her not accepting it. So my dad like took me a conversation the day after and he was like, look, I look the fire, I look the passion in your eyes, all will be okay. Hmm. And... I still believe in that, you know, like, as right. I said, like, you know, I moved here and it's like hard life now, you know, like right. with all those changes and like pandemic, right. being away from my family, not being able to travel all the time uh, and working hard, 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 hard. But I love what I'm doing. Right. One day it will be worth it. You know, all, only uh, already now, you know, I'm feeling happy every day and it's motivated me and I'm in right. a great mood just because I'm doing what I love. So I encourage everyone to listen to us just like, Just do what you love. All will be great. Right. And there are so many opportunities. Like, you know, our generation is so creative now um, with, like, you know, I don't yeah. know, like, hope no, I mean, uh, opportunities yeah. that you would never expect before. And like, no, I love this because I, th- because I think, I think if, I think if some, you said to somebody, I don't know, eight months ago, whatever, I'm going to do an Instagram about bread. Somebody would be like, Okay, you and the other hundred fucking thousands. Like, exactly. so like I feel so, like every exactly. day. So you could have said to yourself, like, you know what, never mind. No, it's not important. But I think, and again, again, for our audience to say, like, no, this is, this is me. This is my voice, right? This is how I want to do, right? Now, granted, right? So, like, you had this. Exactly. Right? Like, you the know, the like... marketing thing was interesting. But, like, but I think that that is this amazing success story, not because of the numbers, But because yeah, of, always, of what it I means to you people you know like it's written like uh, over there like on instagram 180 followers a hundred eighty thousand followers it's for me from my side it's yeah. exactly the same like I had 2000 right. exactly the same like for right. me it's nothing changed you know it's all the same you know like now it's like just a little bit more likes right. a little bit more followers it doesn't feel for me different uh, my dad like I tried that's to... very important Ben that's very important I don't because see, I think a lot of people would say I, I thought I thought you know right. I, uh, before you are reaching the 10,000 this is like the, the first goal yeah. you know kind of so I was like I was like what what will happen after I will cause the 10,000 right you know what will happen What, like it will be like a world of opportunities right it's look exactly the same and then uh, you are like hey, then it will reach a hundred thousand and it right. will be completely different you know I will get like emails every day people will call me I will need to hire a secretary it's the same it's every yeah. day the same and you know like what we talked like before like my dad is like um I talked with him a year ago I wanted to take like more seriously what I'm doing around right. social media because I like to produce content around it and I told him like let's build a studio and he was like you studio like around brand no one would be interested and I kept going and now he's like you know like talking with me every day he's like well, what about the studio like why, why, why don't you take a studio so like you know like it's just like being consistent I, right. I did it for enough time to like I'm telling it also to my to my uh, to my wife. Nothing really happened. It's like I feel there is a famous singer in Israel, Itai Levi. I love him a lot. 
he was like literally a waiter singer you have yes. that's how you call it yeah, yeah. i mean yeah like a, a waiter like a, that is yeah, singing yeah, happy yeah. birthdays yeah something yes. like that so like <laughs> he did it for four years you know right. like to get some money it's like a known bar in rehobo right right and someone discovered him and the, and like after a year he became the one of the most successful singers in israel right Nothing changed. He sings the same. Just like he got the recognition. I don't feel that the recognition does... He doesn't do it for me. You know, like right. I've been baking same time before and right. I, will, I will do after. It's not that I reached it and I was like, now I'm calmed down and I'm like, ah, so I don't need to produce it and like produce videos every day. You know, like I already have right. one. No, I'm like, keep doing it. Even more perhaps, no? Even more even responsibility more, now. Even more. Now I feel more committed, yes. But right. uh, to the people, not the, to the followers. Right. But it's interesting because I think a lot of people would feel um, – and one of the things we say, right, I, I keep saying that the most toxic sentence in the English language is I'll be happy when, right? I'll be happy when I have a wife. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I have a child. I'll be happy when I get uh, – whatever. I'll be happy when I get 180,000 followers. But but if when, as soon as you say that sentence, you've lost the battle, Right. The sort of that, that sort of that I think a lot of people will be like, oh, that could be so great. But but I think it's really important for people to hear that. Sort of like even at this really amazing level of social media success. Right. As you said, yeah, you're an influencer. Yeah. Uh, right. It's you have to choose to be happy with just making the bread just like day one. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, look, there are like a few uh, things that influence me in, in my life. One of them is a. Uh, the TED talk that I, uh, that I watched a few years ago start with a Y. I mm-hmm. don't know if you are familiar yes, with yes, it. Yes, yes, know, I know exactly which one. Anyway, there was like, a, he's talking about many stuff, uh, like uh, why, why certain companies around the world are more successful than the, at their other competitors. One of the examples right. were like, uh, in his opinion, more successful, uh, Apple um, and any other computer companies. Right. And he's talking about like their, their philosophy, their motto. And starting with the why, he's saying like, you know, I won't be accurate in like exactly the thing, but he said like that a- a- Apple's motto will be, we are doing our best to create, to create a, an amazing computer. It just happened to be the most successful company in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. same thing. I'm like, I'm... My intention is to make an amazing bread, to share it with people. It just happened to be viral. Same mm. thing. You know, it happened to be viral. It's like, I didn't, that wasn't my goal. And yeah. I feel that people now give me just like the possibility and the space to like do what I love. And they, they see the joy. They're getting encouraged. It's give the motivation the best. Amazing. Right. Right. So, No, I think, again, I think that's very important because, right, sort of um, the, the, the author, is, his name is Simon Sinek, um, right? And it's a book. Um, and, and I do think that sort of people um, should always ask themselves, why am I doing what I'm doing rather than just what am I doing? And, and because I think that um, part of, of what we're talking about and part of what I was always talking about in terms of from the spiritual realm is sort of that what gives you meaning? Right? What, what is the meaning of the things you're doing? How can you give meaning to the everyday? Right? How can you give meaning to failure? How can you give meaning to bread? How can you give meaning to Instagram? Right? And, and when, you, when you, as you said, start with the why, as, as he you know, sort of like wrote, you get to ask the right question. 
Yeah. And, and life is and, always about the right being question. Focus, being focused. Yeah. Like it's like you don't think about anything else that will lead you to the final result. The final result right. doesn't, you don't care about the final result. That's right. You That's know, right. when I start baking, I didn't say like, I want to become an influencer. So I will start baking now in few years. It will worth it. No, right. like right. I started baking. It's developed because I love it. So I've been focused only on that. You know, I've been, I, I, I did a, uh, internships around the world with like chefs right. and uh, food producers and, and nothing got my attention as bread because I right. was like doing what I love and it just developed to, to, right. to be what it is. So, so what's next for you? Like what's, you know, what, where do you want to go with this? Where do you want to grow this? Like how, if you could, if you could choose the next year or two, three, how does that look like for you? I don't know. I, uh, first of all, I want to like, um, as I said, I'm taking advantage of like doing, uh, making people happy uh, mm-hmm. with the presence that I have. So let's keep uh, keep doing that. Uh, right. I don't want to disappear one day. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Right. The communication with uh, with my community is amazing right. and it's nurturing me. Um, I want to develop a flower company. A flower company? Yeah. Oh, flowers is in. Uh, yeah. Okay. Flowers is like baking, not. A, yeah, yeah. I was exactly. I was like, like what? <laughs> like, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, it's like a question that I always be being asked. It's like flowers, and I'm like, maybe I don't pronounce it well. No, no, you pronounce it fine. You pronounce it. It's just that it's yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I, I'm accepting it. And like anyway, I, I would between probably say like grain flowers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. exactly between the accent thing, I would probably say like grain flowers. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I would like to like uh, initiate a grain flower company, right? Uh, that will uh, be focused on the values that I uh, that I appreciate right. around the flowers. That will be organic and right. uh, locally sourced as much as I can. Mm. And ancient grains and growing it well and fair trade and, you know, right. like all the beautiful yeah, yeah. titles that uh, food can bring with it. And encourage people to bake more, making that exciting, special. Right. Were you always positive? Were you always a positive kid? I'm trying to keep myself positive. You know, like I, my belief is like, you know, at the end, there is always a shitty situation because we live in this crazy world. Right. And, you have two options: or to change the the situation to something better, right? Or if you can't change it, just change your mood about it. You know, change your right. attitude. So, like, were you happy? Would you, you know, I, can, I can hate my life now that I like I'm so far away from my family, but I'm right. like, you know, I'm I, I can't change it, so right. I, I can change my attitude. I can change right. what I feel about it. Right. Yeah. That's the only thing I can change. So, yeah, I'm trying to keep myself always positive. Obviously, unlike everyone else, I'm angry and sad and disappointed and all the other emotions. You know, it's fun to see me always smiling on Instagram. I don't feel that if I will be angry and I will be right. sad in my videos, people would. Right. Although the, the yes can be like, I can see it like, right, it could be an angry yes. It could be a like, <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, actually, I should give it a try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, know. don't, because then if it fails, you'll blame me. I was like, no, stay, stick with your yes. It's much better than than my ideas. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, like, uh, also, I feel that now with like uh, this amazing community that I uh, try to keep posi- around positivity and good vibes, 
it brings me there as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to shoot a video. People want right. to see the excitement. I'm getting excited for real, you know? Right. It's like, not that, like, yeah. I'm shooting the video, and then I'm like, Tziki, hey, come, wash the dishes. I'm like, you know, yeah. like, getting angry or something <laughs> like that. Or like, you know, like a bitch, man. Like, no. I'm like, you know, it, it changed my vibe. I'm, right. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. You know? I guess lastly, you know, um, for people who feel they're stuck, right? For people who who feel right like that they their life is stuck somewhere, you know, with that positivity, um, what would you tell people who feel they're stuck? Take flour, water, eggs, olive oil, uh, yeast, sugar, and make a beautiful challah. Make a beautiful challah. It's an easy dough. Um, it will make you happy. It's very meditative, you know, like to, to braid the, the strands, brush it gently, putting yeah. your toppings. I love that. Uh, I, I think I, I think honestly, I told you, right? Like, you know, like, oh, no, no, I love that. Answer, but like, you no, know. no, it's not at all. I love that because I think I told you before and I, I think I've, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, right? But like, I uh, I used to make challah every Friday, uh, especially when my kids were younger and we had Shabbat dinners and all that and life became... Uh, and it's a special moment. It's a special moment. But but the reason I know how to make challah is because my grandmother, right, um, made challah every, every Friday and she would make us watch and she would make us learn how to do it and braid and all that and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know. um, and she always said she was a Holocaust survivor. She, I mean, she still is. She is a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still living, thank God. Um, and she said to us, um, a person who knows how to make bread, his family will never starve. That's true. And I, I that stuck with me, right? And and so Natsan's challah for me is always about that, right? About feeding people, about love, about care. Absolutely. And also, like, the thing that challah is so much related to a Friday, like, Shabbat dinner, right. it's uh, also something that uh, I encourage people to do because it's make them something to wait for, you know? Right. You right. make it every Friday. It's your moment of the week. That's right. Know? That's why, That's right. you know, like, every place in the world that I travel, no matter who I met and where is he from and his religion, his culture, wanted to, set, to, like, to, to eat with me Shabbat dinner. It's special. Like, yeah. you know, it's not about like only about like Judaism. It's like about like, whoa, guys, we're taking a break from the week, from our life, making something right. that is good for us with like no intention to anything else besides nurturing our soul and our body. Right. That's wonderful. And challah is a death symbol. Absolutely. Plus, okay. it's amazing with shakshuka and as pain perdu, right? Yeah, and and as, uh, as French, French, French toast is right. As a and if here. you slice it before you freeze it, it can last for uh, amazing, uh, that's, amazing that's other, other amazing dishes. Yeah, that's true. Ben, this has been really a, a terrific pleasure, and you know, yeah, uh, we can go on forever. We can go on forever for this. Um, so, people who want to find you, right? It's uh, Ben Gingy, right? G I N G I G I N G I G I N G I. Do you know the song? No, Dingo. No. Oh, there's there's a very famous sort of limerick of of kids of a dog called Dingo, 
and Digger was his name. Oh, D I N G O D. Anyway, so that's G I N G I. So Benjin G. Exactly. So Benjin G on Instagram. Uh, I think TikTok is the same, right? Same, same. same. Yeah, Everywhere yeah. is the same. Yeah, and now and now you're doing YouTube, right? You're doing some like longer I'm form trying, videos. I'm trying, yeah. You know, like figuring it out, you know, like um yeah, same thing as we talked about like bread before. I trained myself also to understand social media. Right. You know, right. Never walked with that. It's happened to me. So YouTube. Yeah. Well, this is this has been really fascinating. And I think sort of this this uh like I said, especially for people who 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 listen to us, right? That sort of one of the ways to sort of to produce more spirituality in your life is uh, either cooking, of course, and or feeding others, right? Uh, service connection is at the core of it. And I think sort of this, uh, seeing somebody like you who is able to take this and move this forward uh, in, in such a cool and, and great way to, like you said, enthusiast people and bring them positivity, right? Is a spiritual tool. Spirituality doesn't live in a synagogue. It lives in it every day. And I think sort of, Absolutely. right, making that food and and having the excitement and um, is is really uh, one of the ways that sort of I encourage people to, to do this. It's funny because I also, I made my children, uh, I said, like, I don't care if you're going to cook in your life or not, but you need to know to make one perfect appetizer, one perfect entree, and one perfect dessert. That, that's the only, like... That's the only thing. If you want to cook more, cook more. But exactly. my responsibility as a father is for you to be able to make these three things and make challah. Otherwise... And it will go with them forever, you know? That's right. Like, you don't that's know right. where it meets you. And then, like, you know, and uh, right. you have a point in your life and an event that you need to prepare something and then you're, like, telling that story and everything back and, you know, like... And all, this, right. and all this podcast again. That's right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, in your words, right? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Exactly. Uh, ben, thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you, you for again for listening me. to us. Um, uh, I'm Rabbi Iggy of, of Tattoos and Torah. We'll see you next uh, week. Thank you so much. 